five breakfast catch up team yesterday uh, firstly i'd just like to congratulate tabo for actually still being at work today after the filthy word that he said <laughs> yesterday while we were going through afrikaans papers do you know what the matrix are writing today well some of them history history paper one now i'm the only person who did history on this team and i actually did fairly well it was my best subject and so um what i understand has happened is uh, producer aob has gone and got the actual history paper paper one that i wrote in 2011 so for those of you who don't know the history stuff uh, at least used to be split between one paper which is long questions and so there'd be four or five history topics that you'd study from a trick from around the world some south african some elsewhere and then in paper one you'd get a bunch of sources like quotes and pictures and that and then you'd be asked to explain this massive moment in history and what really happened on four or five subjects and then paper two which happens later is essentially you got to write two very long essays and you spend about an hour on each one and so now the team has picked two questions from my 2011 paper and I'm going to try and remember I'm going to try and remember what they were uh, or what, what the answers were as best I possibly can okay, okay. but before we get to the questions uh-huh. you said you did fairly well I did what was the percentage I came 8th in South Africa actually Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. but you know it was so nice. annoying and I'm going to complain here I'm going to complain and it's going to be annoying yeah, we've heard the story oh, but you started something now. well then why did you ask me no I just Thanks, wanted to know the percentage because I know that someone else that you helped with an essay blah 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 I got 98 is that the story? it's a twin right? 98 I got 98 Yo. wow Dan but my two friends Jay and Ty who are worse at history than me asked me to edit their papers that they were planning beforehand that they're memorizing and they came 5th and 4th I'm so annoyed <laughs> anyway it's fine it's very Damn. triggering for me okay so uh what question are you guys gonna ask me first okay so this is history paper one okay yes uh how did this is question one by the way yes you got 98 percent, dan yes I did. so you better impress us with this answer well, the best part of this is you guys probably don't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> don't underestimate us. Thank okay, you. Okay, cool. Oh. Go for it then. Go for it. Okay, Dan. Okay, I'm focused. Answer this question. Yes. How did the Cuban Missile Crisis contribute to Cold War tensions between the USSR and the yeah. USA in the 1960s? Yeah. The Cuban Missile Crisis. Good. Come on. Hey, don't hurry me. Okay, so. <laughs> in the late... Your, okay. I have to explain Bay of Pigs too. Okay, in the late 90s... Okay, so there was a Cold War, right? There was a Cold War, and uh, the Cold War was essentially after World War II, the USSR, uh, the Soviet Union, was fighting with uh, America, but a Cold War meant that they were never directly fighting. They were never actually going to battle against each other because that would cause an escalation, and they both had nuclear bombs, and there was this terror that one of them would fire a nuclear bomb, and then the other one would, and it would like destroy half of the world. So that was the grand crisis. So it was called the Cold War because they would fight through proxies. So like in the DRC, for example, although it wasn't called that then America would secretly back one side and the Soviet Union would secretly back the other and they would fight instead does that make sense Mm. okay and so the whole Cold War until the Soviet Union collapsed in the late uh, 80s when the Berlin Wall came down early 90s was about the terror that one day there'd be a dramatic diplomatic escalation which would cause either America or the Soviet Union to to fire a nuclear bomb and then the other one would and then hundreds of millions of people would die right and that was how the world lived for 40 or 50 years so 
Let's cut to Cuba. So Cuba is very near to the coast of Florida, right? It's very, very close. And in the late 1950s, there was the Cuban Revolution where Che Guevara and Fidel Castro took over Cuba and a bunch of Cubans fled to America, right? Because America had supported the previous regime. And then America supported a bunch of Cubans invading Cuba back in what was called the Bay of Pigs crisis, which failed. The, the invasion back failed. But Cuba then was like, we are now under threat because America has supported a country invading us to try and take out our government. So Cuba turned to the Soviet Union, which was another communist country, and said, please support us and protect us, right? Now, at the same time, America was installing long-range missiles in Europe, which could potentially reach the Soviet Union, right? And then one day in the early 1960s, American planes took aerial photographs and discovered that the Soviet Union had installed long-range missiles in Cuba, which meant that there were missile installations within range of the U.S. mainland that were nuclear, right? So immediate crisis, like like telephone lines were shut off, communication was shut off between the, um, the Soviet government and the American government. And for like a week and a half, the whole world thought that nuclear war was going to happen. They hmm. thought it was going to happen, right? And in that moment, if either of the leaders had panicked and fired a nuclear weapon, it could have been the end of humanity. It could be the end of the world. It could have been the end of the lives of at least half of the people in the whole world. So there was that was the Cuban Missile Crisis, at the end of which there was an agreement on de-escalation from both sides to say we are going to follow certain UN conventions and we are going to take away some of our missile installations that are threatening each other's mainland. How did I do? I'm looking at the memo. Oh. Yo, I, I think you misunderstood the question, eh? What? Yeah. Why, uh, Yeah. No, you just, you uh, you didn't stick to the core of the question. I explained it. And you, you trailed off a bit and, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, your answer was just a bit not here, not there, Manly. everywhere. I'm sorry, Dan. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I need to disqualify you, disqualify eh? Disqualify mm. me. I'm sorry. Well, you give me one more chance. Can I play a song and you'll give me one more chance? Uh, one okay, more question. We'll think about Let's it. Let's think about Just it. Just give yes. me one more chance. Okay, I, I've been given one more chance. Madly's going to give me one more chance to try and do well yes, in my history we paper. Also, we also um, picked up that you knew, you didn't name the... What was that name? Or that Dan didn't. Or is it Khrushcheven or something? It's Khrushchev who was the, who was oh, the leader of the Soviet yeah. Union. I did say so, the so, leaders. So we, we, are, we have to... You're penalizing me. Yeah, for, for that name, you needed to name that, that okay. crew. Yeah, that, yeah, that crew. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, give me <laughs> one more chance. Give me one more chance. Individual. <laughs> Okay, hold on. I just want to say that some people did like my history explanation there, like a few. Good morning, 5FM. Can you please send me that um, little history lesson? I tried. It is so, so awesome. I tried. I'd like to give it to my daughter. And Okay, thank you. So, like, let, let, let me try one more. Okay, so this was from my history paper because Matrix was doing history paper one today uh, in 2011. Madly? Okay. What have you chosen? So this is question four. Um, I'm going to give you the broad question and then some of the things you need to consider when you answer when you answer this question. Yo, I'm nervous. Okay. Okay. So the question is: What impact did the philosophy of black consciousness have on South Africa in the 1970s? Okay. Again, you need to um, things you need to consider. Uh-huh. You need to explain the concept of black consciousness in yes. your own words. You also yeah. um, okay. 
You also need to say who the philosophy of black consciousness was aimed at. Mm -hmm. And you need to explain whether you agree with Steve Biko's philosophy of black black consciousness. And then, this is a lot, okay? There's only so much time. (laughs) And also, last thing, do you think conservative white South Africans would have, how would they have reacted to the philosophy of black consciousness? Mm. Only as the the memo. Okay, so I just want to say uh, that um, I really need to use the study 5FM app radio station that we've created right now. If you go on the 5FM app, I'm not buying for time while I'm thinking, guys. Uh, But we made a new radio station for the month of November and you need to go stream it on the 5FM app. We've picked all of these songs and pieces of music that help people to study and focus. I really need that right now. Okay. So... Tabo, don't sigh. You don't. You didn't do history. Redeem yourself, comrade. <laughs> Redeem yourself. So, black consciousness ideology comes from many parts in, of the world. There's a version of it that was spread in the United States of America. But the crucial ideas of black consciousness and the reason why Steve Biko was killed by the apartheid state was Steve Biko's philosophy. So Stephen Bantobiko was a lawyer from the Eastern Cape. Uh, he he ran a practice that helped uh, black people uh, defend themselves against unjust apartheid laws and arrests. But the main reason why he became so famous and so dangerous to the apartheid state is he said this. He said, um, black consciousness is a philosophy whereby black people need to recover their senses of self-worth and self-belief after hundreds of years of white domination creating insecurity and self-loathing within black people and the idea that white is right and white is better. So he said that external factors um, like oppression by white supremacy has caused black people to be relegated to a lower status of life and income and to be oppressed, but also has caused an internal psychological crisis in black people where they believe that to be white is to be better and to be black is to be worse, to be black is to be worthless. And so what Stephen Biko then said is that black people needed to go through a reconstruction of a sense of self. But the way that he differed from American philosophers is he said that the only way to do that for black South Africans was to separate separate themselves from the white dominated society and to live in a black people only society for a number of years until they redeemed their sense of self-worth and consciousness because he believed that you couldn't do that in a white people dominated system like the apartheid system right so he advocated for black people to create communities where all the black people were the best business owners the best lawyers the the best doctors and the best teachers does that make sense Mm -hmm. white south africa white conservative south africans genuinely did hate that idea and found it deeply threatening and dangerous. And in the end, Stephen Biko was taken out by the apartheid state for that exact reason. And this has been a debate that has raged for a very long time because some black leaders at the time agreed with him and some black leaders disagreed because the consequence of... So Steve Biko, for example, believed that like black revolutionary leaders shouldn't work with sympathetic liberal white people because they were like... He was like, we need to do this ourselves separately. And no matter how liberal white South Africans were, some white South Africans were at the time, they were still part of the... The problem they were still complicit in the oppression so that's so that's black consciousness Polly. i know why you got 98 was that fine but i feel like you were robbed you should have gotten 100 do you think so that was that so was brilliant you are exceptional Dan and you refer i feel like you're mocking me no honestly <laughs> i am and you refer to all the thingies i mentioned is that what he said mm. okay well, I, 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 
I haven't checked, but that okay. sounds that sounds good. Yo, okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Agree or disagree? You can let me know on the WhatsApp line. But that was one of the most important ideologies in the history of South Africa's freedom struggle. Five extra study five. Your ultimate study companion as you prepare for your final exams. Stream curated playlists that keep you motivated as you hit the books. And to ensure that you don't burn out, we've included a 15-minute study break. Five extra study five. Find it exclusively on the 5FM app. Catch up on some of the best moments from 5 Breakfast by going to 5FM's Catch-Up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.za.